Welcome to the F4 Podcast, where your hosts, Brian, Brooke, Vanessa, and Charles, discuss all things faith, family, friends, and fitness. What is F4? Sometimes it is a glimpse into how we navigate the world, and sometimes it's a deep dive into how we handle the four main areas of our lives. If you want to have a healthier relationship with God, family, friends, and yourself, this podcast is for you. Thank you for joining us as we unpack this month's episode. All right, welcome to F4. Thanks for uh, for joining us today. If you were one of the awesome people that stayed with us through episode one, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, and if you could, uh, we're on social media, follow us on Instagram, share the podcast anywhere you're listening uh, from or on Instagram. We'd greatly appreciate that. And we're on pretty much everywhere. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google, um, everywhere that you would want to listen, we're there now. And if for a reason, some reason, uh, you would like to uh, become a sponsor of the show, you can send us a, a message on Instagram, or you can email us at f4ncpodcast at gmail.com. So with all of that said, we are in episode two. Woo-hoo. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I am sitting here with, again, three of my favorite people in the entire world. Uh, Brian, say hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey. Hey, y'all. Wow. <laughs> Brooke. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. Good. <laughs> Vanessa. Hello. Hello. Um, so real quick, before we get into this podcast, there are a couple of things we want to cover. Uh, the first is uh, a warning. So if you are triggered by discussion of weight or anything that goes along with it, uh, we would ask you to listen at your own risk. In addition, uh, no one on this podcast is a doctor, so if you decide to start an ex- exercise program, check with your doctor to make sure you're at a point where you can safely do so. Um, so there's your trigger warnings. I guess in, in addition, there probably may be one or two topics that we cover today that may not be super appropriate for those um, individuals under the age of 18. So keep that in the back of your mind as well. So when we get there, you can turn the podcast off. <laughs> Save it for later. (laughs) (laughs) You have been warned. So today is why we work out. Episode two is why we work out. Um, If you missed episode one, you can go back and catch up on kind of us and our introductions on how we met and why we started this podcast. Today's a little bit different, and we are going to jump right into uh, working out, and the four of us do work out a bunch. Um, but before we get into that, we asked for some help on social and I, I thought it would be kind of interesting and no one here has seen these except for me. So I thought it'd be interesting to see what other people said on why they worked out. So starting, and I'm not going to tell you who said any of this, but the first one is mental health and anxiety. Uh, with my stressful job, my workout is my out, uh, to feel empowered and raise my self-confidence. And I'm sure we're going to get into these in just a minute, right? Uh, here's another one. Mental. It just says mental health. Um, I started out. I started working out to honor uh, the body that God gave me and a way to heal from separation and divorce. Hmm. Hmm. To look good naked. <laughs> I wonder who would say something like that. I don't know. Hey, if you don't agree with that, you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> to stay healthy and be a role model for my daughter. 
thought that was pretty good. Uh, makes me feel like the best version of myself, self-expression in a physical form. To be as mobile, uh, to be mobile as I age. Here's another, just mental health. That's all it says. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I like this one a lot. So I don't hurt people. Yes. <laughs> I hear that frequently, actually. I work out so I don't shoot people or I don't punch people in the face right. or <laughs> I don't run over people with my car. Yes. That's generally frowned upon. So. Would that be in the category of mental health? <laughs> you know, maybe. I, I feel like the probably eighty percent of the answers was mental health. Yeah, yeah. Actually, looking at those, I think you're right, um, and that's amazing. We're going to get into that in a second, but I guess I didn't. I really didn't look at that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think probably some of us have that same uh, mindset. Um, so there is a study that I want to kind of go through a little bit before we get started. Um, Dr. Susan Whitborn uh, published the eighteen reasons to exercise. Um, so some of these are pretty good. I think um, we may find some discussion points in these and some of these um, we may they're pretty self-explanatory. But the first one is builds aerobic power. Uh, so aerobic capacity is your body's ability to work at maximum capacity by getting oxygen from the air to your body's tissues. Uh, pretty self-explanatory, right? So yep. one of the best reasons to work out. Um, second one reduces blood pressure. Somebody who has hypertension, that's... That's a good reason. Lowers type 2 diabetes risk. Maintains immune functioning. So as you age, your immune system weakens. Even short-term exercise can reverse some of those effects. Reduces body fat. Again, there's your trigger warning. Uh, keeps bones strong, uh, which is another aging issue. Uh, builds muscle mass, which kind of goes back into keeps bones strong. Improves breathing, uh, boosts your energy. I know that kind of, for those of you that don't work, that may go, don't work out, that may go backwards from what you actually think. Uh, reduces the risk of arthritis, which is the most, I was kind of a, taken aback by this, but it's the most commonly experienced chronic illness in middle-aged and older adults. That's amazing mm -hmm. to me. Um so by reducing the risk of muscle tears and torn ligaments, you protect your joints from damage caused by overuse. Uh, improves sex life, which I think is kind of funny. We actually had, a, we had an interesting conversation about that um, leading into the, the show prep. Vanessa, why don't you kind of talk about that real quick? <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, I used to weigh a lot more than I do now, yeah. right? Yep. There was a point in time when you were at your heaviest, and I would say, I would venture a guess you were, I don't know, you were over 250. What would you say? Closer to 300, probably. I don't know. I quit weighing. And I was a little stick person at the time. And if I'm being honest, at, you know, I went through a phase where I was way too thin, and I remember having to have a very embarrassing conversation with you that I was being crushed <laughs> and it was not comfortable I, you know I felt like I couldn't breathe and breathing is kind of important for healthy sexual activity <laughs> it's important for all activity let me just make that clear but I'm, I'm saying you know healthy sexual activity I know that there are people with <laughs> other things that we won't get into on this podcast but Wow. <laughs> Breathing is important. And I did not like having that conversation with you. And I, you know, 
but things are much better now. <laughs> so you would say there's been an improvement. <laughs> there's, there's been a tremendous improvement. <laughs> Did you pay her to say that today? <laughs> Every chance I get. <laughs> I'm glad to know that I'm not crushing my wife at this particular juncture. Yeah. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> you know what's so bad? <laughs> what's All that? I can think about is Hercules. <laughs> Really? <laughs> it just popped oh, in my head. Wow. Mm. Mm. All right, moving on. Yes. So uh, here's the next one. Brings about better sleep. So uh, I think that's uh, self-explanatory for those working, those of you working out. Improves your mood. Um, this goes back into mental health. And I know, Vanessa, you've got a study that, that we want to kind of talk through real quick from uh, right down the road, actually, right? Right. The American Psychological Association published some information from Dr. James Blumenthal, who's a clinical psychologist at Duke University. And Sorry, NC fans. <laughs> and, NC State fans. Uh, he is quoted as saying, there's good epidemiological data to suggest that people who are active are less depressed than inactive people. And people who were active and stopped tend to be more depressed than those who maintain or initiate an exercise program. And the evidence comes from experimental studies as well. Uh, he has explored, Dr. Blumenthal has explored the mood exercise connection through randomized controlled trials. And in one study, he and his colleagues assigned sedentary adults with major depressive disorder to one of four groups, supervised exercise, home-based exercise, antidepressant therapy, or a placebo pill. And after four months of treatment, Blumenthal found patients in the exercise and antidepressant groups had higher rates of remission than did the patients on the placebo. He concluded that exercise was generally comparable to antidepressants for patients with major depressive disorder. And he followed up with those same patients one year later, and the type of treatment that they received during the four-month trial didn't predict a remission and subjects who reported regular exercise at the one-year follow-up had lower depression scores than did their less active counterparts. And Dr. Blumenthal is quoted as saying, exercise seems not only important for treating depression, but also in preventing relapse. You know, I think what's, what's funny, or not funny really, I guess what stands out to me at the beginning of that, um, looking at patients who used to work out and stopped working out were more depressed than those who just... Mm -hmm didn't work out to right. start um, I wonder why anybody have any thoughts on that well this is just off the top of my head but I'm thinking if you were experiencing some of the benefits like you know the improved mood the clear mind and those sorts of things then there's you kind of you have further to fall I guess in the sense of if you get to a place a depressive state you know if you were in a place that was very healthy due to physical activity and you fall way down. I mean, maybe that's why. I don't know. That's off the top of my head. I'm not yeah. a doctor or a scientist. It made me think about a song by Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you got until it's gone. Well, you know, that's very, very great uh, wisdom in that song. <laughs> it's one of my uh, hair, band, hair bands of the 80s that I like to listen to. But, yeah, I think – it, it really is true. Like once you have that in your life and then it's gone, you feel a difference. And I know for me, I don't like missing a couple of days out of my norm. I feel a difference. Uh, food just doesn't taste as good. And my energy level is typically lower. 
I get antsy. I feel anxious. So all the things you were talking about earlier uh, that are related to mood or we talked about mental health when we ask people why they work out, I relate to all that. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's a good question to ask. Yeah, so just a, a quick caveat for those of you who have not listened to episode one. We are all in our mid-40s, mid to late 40s at this point, so hence the Cinderella reference. Speak, speak for some of yourselves. <laughs> the baby amongst us. I will claim mid. You're going mid. I, I'm definitely, Brian and I are late. I think Vanessa at this point could claim mid as well if she really wanted to. For a little while longer. Give me a little, a little bit longer. And then I'll one more year. I'll ease into the late forties anymore. (laughs) Wow. So getting back to the list, uh, lowers anxiety, and I think that goes back with everything I, uh, you know, we have briefly talked about this prior. But um, endorphins really make a big difference here um, when it comes to anxiety and mood in general. Um, But no shock that it's tied back to the the same mental um, stuff that we've been talking about. So feels like fun. Feels like fun. Somebody help me here. I'll claim that one. Okay. I it you know the being out of breath and feeling all of the lactic acid. Maybe those things aren't fun, but I think if you're in the right class and uh, or doing the right activity with the right people, it's definitely fun. It's definitely fun. I think we were talking about this. Last week, maybe we were having a conversation where, um, as a kid, you were willing to try new things. You were willing to do new things. Um, I mean, I think about playing outside and running around and riding a bike and, you know, swinging from a, a rope on a tree. Like, we were out of breath and doing all of, all of those things, new things, creating games. And I think as you grow up, you have a tendency to stop doing a lot of that and so any kind of physical activity especially if you find something that you enjoy can bring back some of those I mean it's not the same but it can bring some of those feelings back like the fun things yeah well I'd say for what we do specifically being able to suffer with other people actually is fun (laughs) (laughs) misery loves company misery loves company so but you do it together and then you feel actually accomplished. Mm. You know, you don't do it alone. And when I did running, not that running is bad, but I didn't do it in a club. I did it individually. And I think I would have gotten better faster and have enjoyed it more. Haven't done it with other people. Hmm. Well, we'll tell you that I may be a little bit opposite there. Um, I miss being, well, and we'll get to that in a minute. So I'm not, I'm not going to talk about that yet. So getting back to the list, <laughs> um, reduce as someone, um, a lot of us here actually have employees, but reduces absenteeism. I know some of you listening are like, wow, that's not good. I, I want to be home as much as I possibly can. Um, but by exercising, you push off acute and chronic illness, which makes less time away from work and family. Um, you know, I think that's pretty important. And, and I think a lot of corporations and companies are, are starting to figure that out where <clears throat> paying for gym memberships or giving employees time off to work out, uh, has become a priority because it actually saves the company a lot of money, um, not just from absenteeism, but from medical bills that they're having to pay if they're self-insured. And there's a lot of things that go along with that. But um, I think that's that's a pretty big 
that's a pretty big one for me. Yeah, I've, I've heard of some companies even that reward employees who don't take their sick days. They get them as extra vacation days, like at the end of the year or at certain points during the year. And yep. I don't know about you, but if I'm going to take a day off work, I'd rather do it doing something that right. I want to do, not because You're sick. I'm sick. Yeah, I think yeah, 100% correct. Uh, boost memory. Um, so... There have been plenty of studies that are now starting to show the effects of exercise on neurons in our in our brain and the synapses and everything that goes along with that, and it actually helps. Uh, and then lowers dementia. Kind of the same going back into that boost memory. Um, all of that kind of helps um, our brain and the neurons and how that functions. And I think, you know, you look back on the 18 things, um, and I think we'll probably touch on some of these in the, in the second part of this podcast, but... Um, you know, I don't think anything was a big shock, at least not to me. And I could be wrong. I'm not going to speak for everyone, but uh, I don't think anything was a huge shock from the 18 that, that stood out. Not at all. Yeah. So um, what actually, Brian, I think you may have this information. What is, what is the actual recommendation um, before we get into everything else um, for working out in general? Well, in the research that we did, the Mayo Clinic talks about this. And basically, you need at least 150 minutes a week of moderate aerobic activity or 75 minutes a week of vigorous aerobic activity or combination of both. And the guidelines suggest that you actually spread this through throughout the week. I'm not trying to do it all in one day. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be painful. That would be terrible. Mm-hmm. But uh, examples include running, walking, or swimming. Uh, not listed on this recommendation is biking. I know a lot of people like to bike. Mm. I do not. I do not like to ride my bicycle. But I would say that all those are, are things that people can do. Everybody can do. Um, most people can do. And even a small amount can be helpful, even if it doesn't meet that quota. Um, doing something is better than doing nothing. And it all adds up. So the other thing they recommended was strength strength training. Well, it's hard for me to say. (laughs) Strength training exercises for all major muscle groups at least two times a week. So that could be lifting free weights, using weight machines, or doing body weight training. And you don't have to be in a gym to do that. You can do push-ups, push-ups from your your knees. You can squat as low as you can. Um, There's just a lot of different things you can do as far as the strength training is concerned. So I, I even calculated the amount of minutes if you were to base it on 150 minutes a week so you could walk 21.4 minutes a day so i'm gonna round up to 22 22 minutes a day walking wow can make a difference a huge difference in your health and i noticed you're wearing a red shirt today Uh, i have to say i'm wearing an orange shirt Oh, it looks red from here. It looks red in this light. I think it's red. I think it's red. I think it's orange. Maybe we need to take a picture. <laughs> and we need to let America vote. Because this is orange, and I don't even like orange. Wow. Maybe it is red. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing about the strength training, and, and to your point, Brian, you know, doing, doing body weight stuff, I think it's very important. Um, as we get older, we have a bigger problem with this, and... Um, if you have been diagnosed, uh, if you're listening with um, osteoporosis or anything in, in that world, it, by starting anywhere you're at, you actually are going to help 
um, and potentially reverse that. Um, you know, my mother who's in her, not to tell her age, but she's not, you know, she's in her late sixties at this point. Um, she's actually reversed her osteoporosis. Her doctor was incredibly impressed. Um, she happens to do CrossFit, uh, multiple times a week. Um, and, you know, goes in for density tests, you know, every year and, and has reversed that by just being under load and weightlifting, not unsafely, but being, you know, weightlifting on a regular basis, um, not every day, but, uh, you know, once or twice a week. And it has shown huge improvements for her and something that I think a lot of people just don't think about. And a lot of people, when they get in their 60s, 70s, uh, 80s, just say, well, I'm, that's just how I am. And, you know, I'm going to have a problem. And if I fall, I'm going to break some bones and I'm going to have issues. And, and really that doesn't have to be the case. And another good side effect for mom is that the people that she works out with, they have no idea that she's in her 60s. Right. Most of them are floored when they realize that she is in her 60s and is doing all of the things that she is doing and doing them well. So. Yeah. Yep. So I want to kind of transition here uh, for a second. And I think I do want to have everyone kind of talk about their background. I know we talked briefly about this in episode one. So again, if you listen to episode one, I apologize. It's going to be a little bit of a recap for those of you that didn't. Um, this will be interesting and we'll probably include a little bit more information than what we did in episode one. But I want to know, um, one, what your background is. So um, all let me, let me back up. All four of us actually work out on a consistent basis at this point, really five days a week. Um, sometimes six days a week. Typically it's not four, it's five or six. Um, and that, that time period that we work out is anywhere from an hour to two hours at a time. Um, so we do spend a lot of time working out. We do spend a lot of time working out together. Um, but we did not wake up and just figure that out and say, Oh, we're just all going to work out five days a week and be consistent and never miss and work out for an hour or two hours at a time. So I think it would be helpful for people to hear kind of how we got there. Um, or how you individually got there because we all got there differently. Um, and, you know, on top of that, once you kind of cover that, I want, I want to kind of know why you specifically out of those 18 reasons, and maybe it's something that hadn't even been brought up on those 18 reasons, but why you specifically work out. Uh, I think, Brian, why don't you kick us off there? So when you ask that question, are you talking about the starting point? Like when, we were, when I was growing up, I, I was active. So I, as a kid, I played outside. Um, just to go ahead and date ourselves again, the Atari system was released <laughs> in my childhood. And some of you are like, yes, I relate. And then others you're like, what's that? Um, but the Atari was released, and while I spent some time doing that, I really wasn't that interested. And even into um, throughout my childhood into high school, I played sports. And then in college, I kept playing, not for a a college team. Unfortunately, I was not gifted enough, but um, I stayed active. And then I got married and like a lot of people, we had kids pretty quickly. And after we had kids, I was a lot less active and a lot less consistently active to the point where I put on a lot of negative weight. And it wasn't until about 14 years ago that I got with a group of guys that we got up early in the morning. We played basketball at the YMCA three times a week lifted weights the other days and my body began to change and I was in my early thirties at that point. And I realized at that point, I never wanted to go back to what I allowed myself to become. 
and I was willing to make the sacrifice and schedule the time to make it happen because it was just that important. And so ultimately it translated into me running distance races and then CrossFit uh, about eight years ago. I guess it's eight years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Eight years in <laughs> April. And I haven't looked back. So that's my fitness journey. Oh, I think it's great. Um, we're proud of you playing basketball. I, I, I'll get to that in a second. But oof. Uh, <laughs> it's my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. Okay, great. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. So I did not – I mean, I played – one one uh, year, this is hilarious. Uh, one Tell year, them the name I, of played, your team. I am. That's what I'm getting to. Say I played it, soccer it. one year, um, and the name of my team was the Dolls, <laughs> and we wore powder pink jerseys. And I was so embarrassed by that. Like I never wanted to play again. <laughs> I was very embarrassed. I by find it. that offensive. <laughs> I I was. You know, a kid. So that that, um, that would be canceled now. Like cancel that. That's like yeah, that's not good. Totally cancel canceled. that league. <laughs> yeah, for naming my my sister played. She was younger than me, and she was on the Hornets. Oh, you much know. better. I mean, right? <laughs> the dolls. Like, what even is that? Like, why did somebody do? I don't know. So, anyway, it was the eighties. So, um, I didn't really play group sports or anything like that. Um, in adulthood. Um, I would do like group classes at the Y and that sort of thing. We were just talking about, I made some friends that way. Um, and so I would always be more consistent if I had a friend in the class versus if I didn't. Um, but then when Brian started running, I noticed that people that ran races seemed really happy, like after they were finished <laughs> running. Because they were drinking beer. So, I was like, hey, maybe I should run because these people look really happy. And uh, we had, you know, four small kids and I didn't spend a lot of time away from them. So I started, I followed Brian and started running and doing some races and things like that. And I enjoyed it. I mean, I had, I had a really good time with it um, and was more consistent with that probably than anything before that and then I guess about seven and a half years ago um, I joined CrossFit as well and that by far has been the most fun I've had working out doing anything and I think it's the variety for me mm. um, it's not just the one the one thing it's always something different even the days that I don't like it's fine because I know that the next time I'm in there I'm not gonna have to do that again like mm. it may be a minute yeah. before it cycles back around so um now I'm definitely, and it, and it was like three times a week when I first started, um, and then gradually became four and then five. It took me a long time to come on a, on a Saturday to, you know, make Saturday a day that I would come and work out. Took, took a while for that fifth day. Um, but now, I mean, I have a great time with it. So, so you work out for fun. That's why you're working out now. Um, yeah, for fun. Okay. That's your number one reason. Um, yeah. Okay. That's for fun. Okay. Don't you see me having fun all the time? <laughs> sure, it looked like it today. <laughs> well, today I mean, was how, how often fun. are we running behind because she's having too much fun? That's, you know, it's it's one hundred percent correct. It's always those guys. Well, never mind. Yeah, I think it's right. <laughs> Vanessa and Brooke having fun, and <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. And you two waiting on your women. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Waiting on a woman, <laughs> Vanessa. Am I up? You're right. up. 
I did not play sports as a young child. I ran track and cross country and played soccer in high school. I was not particularly good at any of it. (laughs) Um, But I did it. And then when we were married, I got involved in martial arts. Mm -hmm. And I very much enjoyed, I studied Kung Fu. I very much enjoyed it. And I enjoyed all aspects of it. Being with other people, being physically active, learning self-defense. That's the whole reason I started it, honestly. And then when we moved, well, actually, let me back up a little bit. When our son was born, then we ha- I had to stop for a while. And then we moved about the time that I was interested in getting started again. We moved up here to North Carolina, and I could not find a kung fu place anywhere near us and I refused to do any other discipline of martial arts and so I no Cobra Kai <laughs> I'm you know I might have gone with like a Kempo karate but I couldn't find that either but I wasn't going to do any of the other ones I wasn't going to roll around on the floor with people so <laughs> I'm actually kind of thankful for that. Um, I think it's a great, it's a great discipline. It's nothing against the discipline itself. It's just not for me. And anyway, and like Brooke was saying, it got to the point where I really did kind of need some time to myself away from my child. I love him dearly, but I needed some me time. And so I started running. And then it became a great way for me to exercise my dog. And then I started running races and marathons. And then you found CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And when Charles found CrossFit, I remember my very first, I remember watching a workout. And then I remember my very first workout. And I have not ever looked back. I've not ever looked for another kung fu <laughs> no <laughs> place no. to train. It's a good thing since then. So since that's we it. own a gym, it's yeah. probably important. Well, yeah. So why why do you work out? For fun. For fun. Okay. For fun. So we have another. And for also fun. to look good naked. To uh, ah, there uh, see, oh, I'm there I'm not is. gonna lie. I'm, and it's it's about being able. It's knowing what I'm capable of doing, as much as maintaining a certain. Aesthetic. Oh my word! <laughs> Get out! You, you transitioned there. Sorry. And that was a very I went with transition. you. I went with you on the transition, but then they were giggling. Apparently, they <laughs> fell into the gutter. So I'm glad you were with me. <laughs> These two. Again, I told you up front. If you have a young person listening to this podcast, this may not be your best option. Sorry. <laughs> Okay. That was Ooh. the best answer of the day. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I think one thing I, I want to get into real quick before I before I hit me is well, actually, we'll go through that and then I'll then I'll cover. Um, so I grew up playing horribly uh, basket wreck basketball when I was a kid in Georgia, which is oh, that was so bad, um, and I didn't find it very fun, um, but I, I did it anyway and. It, 
started playing soccer at the same time and that I was a little bit better at. It still wasn't great, but uh, my parents wouldn't let me play football and at the time wouldn't let me play baseball either. So I was kind of stuck with what I got to play. Um, and it turns out soccer was probably a much better option and avenue for me than the other two anyway. Um, mentally, there's a lot of things um, that go along with baseball and younger kids and kids in general, um, which I, knowing now, I think probably would not be the best for me. Um, and it's great for a lot of people, but it just may not be the best for me in football. You know, say what you want to about football. I think there's a lot of problems, especially back in the 80s. There were a lot of problems <laughs> with football. Um, and I'm thankful that my parents um, told me no until I got into high school. And the problem with high school football in the state of Georgia is that if you're not playing by the time you're like six or seven, you're not playing football when you get into high school. There's no option for you. You can't play on the team. Um, it's kind of funny, but it, it really is. You can't even sit on the bench at that point. They don't even let you on the team. Um, so grew up playing uh, basketball and soccer, continued soccer throughout um, my childhood, and then found cross country and started running. Um, and there's a big story there in a minute, but started running. Ran in high school, um, a little bit in college, and then stopped doing everything for the most part for a lot of years uh, until – uh, I shouldn't say that. We, Vanessa and I, you and I kind of found adult soccer again together. That's right. We played on an old fart co-ed yeah. league together. <laughs> That's right. But we, that was fun. We, yeah, we, <laughs> we played old man, old fart, old woman, whatever you want to call it. You know, soccer, you're supposed to be, what was it, 30 or 40, 30, 30 and up, I think, at the time. It yeah. really wasn't enforced. No. Some of the uh, people were skating in, you know. Like still in college, playing college soccer, which yeah, not very fair. Um, we did that for a little bit until both of us got really hurt and then that kind of stopped. Um, and then I gained, well, I was, I was large at that point, but started running again in my late thirties and found CrossFit. And that's kind of where I am now. And then found Olympic weightlifting and then CrossFit. And now hopefully this next weekend, Olympic weightlifting is going to make an appearance again, but, um, that's kind of where I'm at and that's kind of where I started. I think what's interesting though, and this is what I wanted to talk about earlier going back is that there is a lot of good role modeling for, I think pretty much everybody, almost everybody at the table, um, from a, from a parental standpoint that we may not have thought about up until this point. It's kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I know my parents both when I was um, younger in the seventies during the running boom, uh, were both running. Um, and that's my earliest memories and thoughts of exercising in general was watching my parents at races and watching them run at Stone Mountain and do all these, you know, crazy things as a young kid. And there's pictures of me running when I was itty bitty, um, you know, running around the track and doing some of these things, um, back then. And I guess it was the Atlanta, Atlanta track club, Atlanta Athletic Club. Atlanta Athletic Club. And then it, my I think my dad was part, and they're I probably defunct at this point, but the Lilburn Track Club, uh, for those of you who know who Lilburn, where Lilburn, Georgia is, but Lilburn Track Club, I think there's a lot of that. But that, to me, and my mom did aerobics, um, which was good for her. But, you know, it is exactly what you think about when you think about aerobics um, from the from the 80s. So, but I think a lot of us have that similar experience. I know, Brooke, you have kind of that same thing, right, with your mom? Yeah, yeah, my mom right? has um, been a fitness instructor for, I mean, since the 80s, up until the last year. Um, so aerobics, so step mm -hmm. aerobics, she's done, a tr she's transitioned, you know, in the, in the last few years to doing, um, I can't remember what they call it, but like flexibility and okay. things like that. So they'll do you know, small weights and yep. 
and stretching and things like that. There was a name for that class, but it is escaping me right now. But as kid, as a kid, my dad played in a softball league, so we would go and watch him play. And then my parents played in a volleyball league, co-ed volleyball league. Um, so I have lots of memories of watching my parents do sports and be on teams and be active. Yeah, Brian. Mine was a little bit different than what you're talking about, but my parents were very active. They owned rental properties. And so they were working with their hands, fixing these properties up. And you would think I would know way more than I do. I feel like a dunce when it comes to mechanical things. And I've had to really learn. My, my dad, though, did have me do a lot of grunt work. And it, it just, they, that's how they were active. I have seen your mom move some heavy furniture by herself. Yeah. Yeah, my mom's tough. Yeah. So they didn't really work out like going running or, but they would be active and they weren't sedentary. They didn't sit around watching TV all day. Yeah, I know my mother has worked out with us at the gym. Your mother has worked out. Teresa's worked out as well. Yeah, so all three of our moms have worked out um, at the gym uh, at Altis Fitness and Nutrition, um, which I think is fantastic. Oh, let me go back. So the reason I work out, right? So I didn't talk about that. So no shock here. Uh, an improved sex life. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. So my well, love. You were crushing before. Was, so. <laughs> wow. 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 So my love language, I know this is going to shock and I'm going to, I'm telling on myself and this is not like me normally to give out this kind of information, but my love language is actually physical touch. Um, for those of you that have read the five love languages, it's fantastic. Go read it um, if you haven't. Um, but believe it or not, it's it's the way I feel most connected to my wife, um, who was on this podcast. But the problem with that is when you're not in very good shape, you can't do that very often. So that kind of leaves you feeling not super great. So that's probably the number one reason. Um, that and, and Parker, my son, and being around for him long term. But you know, both of those are a one-two. Um, but if I had to put my, my money on just one, it would be that. So um, I know that's very shallow and, and not super great, but that's just kind of how I, how I function. Well, I think it's fair to acknowledge you have multiple reasons. That's mm. one of many. Yeah. So, you know, because I wrote down more than 10 reasons. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to share them all. But right. But because the benefit is so big, it's what makes what we're doing right now so important because it translates to all of life. And so I didn't answer why I do it either earlier. Yeah, yeah. So let's get back to that. One of the things that I've realized is working with my head so so much over the mm. years, like uh, writing messages or putting together teams or uh, helping support people uh, in ministry – I work with my head all the time and I have a lot of energy. So no, <laughs> if I, I think people who work with their head need to have an outlet with their hands and it may not be CrossFit or CrossFit like movement. It may be working in the yard, but you need to do something in your hobby that involves your hands. It all involves physical activity. And so for me, that's, that's probably the reason I would say primarily because I, I feel like I, the anxiety and the energy just gets to be too much and the intensity. I, I'm a naturally intense person. And, you know, in order to be able to help people, which is a big part of what I want to do, 
if I'm too intense, that's just not going <laughs> to, it's not going to come across well with some people. I mean, even the other day, Brooke had to tell me, Brian, you are really intense right now. And I, I had no idea in that moment that it was dialed up to where it could be misunderstood and be taken in a way that I totally didn't mean it. And I was like, thank you so much for telling me that because I didn't know I wasn't aware. So, uh, I would say that's really helpful, but I mean, what that ties to is it makes me a better person. It's I'm better to be around. I'm a better dad. I'm a better husband. I'm a better friend, uh, and a better minister. So that would be my, my deal. Yeah. So that kind of leads into the, the next thought here. How does exercise make you feel? How does it, uh, you know, how does that translate to the emotions and the things going on inside of you? Um, to be physically active? For me, it depends on the day. It depends on the day that I have in the gym. I think how it makes me feel if I have a rotten day. <laughs> but I do, I do still feel more accomplished. Even if it's a rotten day in the gym, I feel more accomplished. And just the idea of the, the discipline that's put into it yeah, I can, I can totally see that. Yeah. I absolutely, I was talking just the other day with um, Brian just about how I really do struggle to have confidence about what I can do and belief in myself. Like some people are very like, <laughs> I can do everything and watch me go. And I am like the opposite. And so um, believe it or not, actually being in that environment and doing things day after day, I'm way better than I used to be in that now I do sometimes on occasion go, well, I can do this. This is going to be fine. So it makes me feel like I can accomplish things. I'm glad you feel that way because you're the one who can do all the things all the time at this table. If, if you didn't remember from episode one, Brooke is the best <laughs> CrossFit athlete of the four of us, and no one would deny that. Nope. Not at all. Well, you guys are nice, but you also experience all of my uh, <laughs> well. mental issues with no. Charles mostly having to try no. to coach me. Today you said, I see it already. You're starting. Get out of your head. So... They it, all know it's it true. It is. I, I so much enjoy coaching the three of you. I think it's fantastic. And it is, it, it's, for me, it's one of the reasons I'm still working out and still connected uh, to all of us because I truly enjoy coaching you guys. Uh, I love seeing you break through barriers. I love, um, not that I know everything and not that I know more than anybody else at this table. There's just certain things that I'm, I guess, a student looking at and or, and or coaching um, that I, I thoroughly enjoy. Um, and today was one of those days you actually, today, believe it or not, as much as you were in your head, you actually, you, you had a couple snatches that were fantastic and look great. Um, we talked about that and positioning was much better. Um, and I thought that, you know, that's one of those things that, that continues to, to keep me coming back. So, yay. Just remember it next time. You have to remember. <laughs> right. I remember it. You have to remember it No, next no. Time. I was talking to myself. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yes. That was out loud. That was out it loud. was for me. Well, I think you have to give yourself credit. I'll, I'll speak to that because you put the time in to study a lot of this and that detail, like you're very detail-oriented. And so that's where I think it really comes in to help us be better. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate that. And we don't really say that to you, but in this forum, while you're talking about that, it's just very clear to me. 
you notice detail that not the average person notices because of your blue temperament. Blue. Temperament. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. I appreciate that. But yes, that is very much my temperament. Probably not anything else. You know, I, I think I'll work out from the mental. I mean, not you know taking everything else I've already said about why I work out, but. Um, how does it make me feel? I mean, I think if I don't work out, I become very grumpy and very irritated. Um, and I know that's also very hard to believe. <laughs> I can fully attest to that <laughs> statement. I, I think there is such a large part of what we do and working out. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that is so tied to, you know, my head and, and mentally being in a better space that, you know, I think if I didn't work out not take take the physical health aspect out of the, out of the equation i would be a complete train wreck uh, from just being around and probably i would venture a guess and there are a lot of years of my life that i'm pretty sure that i was clinically depressed even though i never got diagnosed and um and that just could be the the melancholy in me <laughs> that always comes out because i am very much that way but um, i know when i don't work out i get not so great mentally and i get into head spaces that i shouldn't be in and um as much as I, I want to say that never happens or it shouldn't happen and, and I get it, it just does. So that's, I think I work out for that and in the social aspect. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoy the way we have things set up right now. Um, I enjoy working around, working out around you guys, but I also enjoy working out around our members. You know, I, I take classes from time to time at the gym and um, I love seeing people do things to, to Brooks point that they didn't know they could do. I mean, it's fantastic for me to see that um, and it did not necessarily how it makes me feel working out, but how I get when I watch them working out, I think, um, is, is a huge part for me. All right. So how has regular exercise helped or hurt your life outside of the gym? Well, I can start by saying it's helped me have more energy, uh, to think clearly. And I, I talked about having energy earlier. Maybe it's helped me to have more focused energy not where I have uh, as much anxious energy. Hmm. And then clear thinking. Thinking is a big part of what I do professionally, and so being able to think clearly is important, and it's helped me in that regard. And then I would say look better, which we've talked about. <laughs> right? There we go right. again. It's that naked thing. Look good naked, right? And then uh, feel better. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's you're, not you're, you're a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and you're my pastor. That, that, is, that is my identity. I thought pastors were supposed to wear clothes. <laughs> yes. That's my identity. Oh, gosh. That reminds me. I gotta, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. No, go no. Ahead. Chase, chase a rabbit. Chase it. Chase it. It reminds me of that time that one of our members saw me in the lobby at church <laughs> and shouted out. And it was a crowded lobby. There were a lot of people at church. And she saw me and she said, hey, Vanessa, <laughs> it's, it's weird to see you with clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> and what she meant was street clothes or not gym clothes. Sure. Right. <laughs> but now I'm surrounded by all of these people that think I walk around naked all the time. <laughs> well, you, you do, right? <laughs> Doesn't everybody? Okay, sorry. I, I had to interject that. Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Yeah, so thanks for that. <laughs> I also would say that it's at times it's hurt in, in regards to people who don't understand. Mm. There are people who don't understand the value of exercise. And so maybe with where I've been professionally, 
hasn't always been understood or even in my own family, people not understanding it being a priority. And that's no slam on anybody. It's just where they are. But ultimately, you don't want your habits to hurt your relationships. And so it doesn't mean I need to stop doing that, but hopefully there are opportunities to talk about the value of it like we're doing today. So I'd say that's where it's helped and hurt. I think that's a great answer, um, especially with the, the hurtful piece. I think sometimes, too, um, because we do have a good time with it and we spend a good amount of time with that, I think sometimes people don't understand. And so I think that was, was very well said and well thought out. Thank you for speaking according to my needs. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> for me, I think where it's been helpful, and I kind of s- spoke to this a little bit before, is just in the area of confidence and feeling like there are things that I didn't know that I could do before physically mm-hmm. that it translates then to being willing to try new things uh, professionally or from a working with my mind kind of sense I mean there are lots of hobbies and other things that I've picked up that I never would have had the courage or the confidence to try um, whereas I, I feel like this has really being physically active has helped translate that into other areas of my life as well and I would agree with that because like we went and played frisbee golf one time <laughs> Disc golf. Disc golf. <laughs> I call it frisbee. And I'm frisbee really golf. good at sports. <laughs> so not even close. <laughs> and if you ever want to laugh, invite Brooke to play disc golf with you. But but you are a great sport that day, and your confidence is is in place in a, in a new way because of your exercise. So. Yeah. I, I think for me, I mean, I think it – has it hurt? I mean, you could say that that's part of the reason that I no longer work for the corporation that I used to work for years ago. Um, but I don't know that that's a hundred percent accurate. Um, I think it's helped. I mean, in so many ways and it has for a long time, but I, it's given me to your point, confidence that I, that I never knew I had. I think when I first started doing, it's funny and not even when I was running and I was probably, I was much better as a runner than I ever will be or have been as a CrossFitter or a functional fitnesser. Um, but I remember going home after starting CrossFit and in Atlanta and my mom was like, did you grow? <laughs> She's like, you're taller. And I'm like, I'm probably just walking with a little bit more confidence. I was standing taller. My posture was probably better. Um, and, you know, it's kind of funny. I think it really has helped at least, I, I'm not going to speak for Vanessa. I think I'll speak for both of us. So is that it really has helped create friendships that we never would have had. Um, from everybody in the gym, I mean, I don't, I don't know that we've ever had anybody walk through the gym that I wouldn't, you know, go, wow, I would, you know, love to hang out with them and just listen to them or, <clears throat> you know, go grab a beer with them. Um, and I think that's really helped me. But it, you know, it obviously has led us to this point where I'm sitting at a table with, you know, my wife and two, two of my best friends in the world having a podcast. And I, that would not have happened if it weren't for working out in fitness. And I think that's some things that people don't understand. Um, they think working out is just, you know, which uh, question we're going to get into, you know, shortly. Um, but it, it really can be an ass, an avenue um, and a catalyst to greater things in your life if you just get past some physical hangups and some mental hangups that you have about 
working out or being around other people in a gym or going out on a road and running with a running club or a group of people. Um, but it leads to so much more, um, in my opinion. I mean, so much more. I'll piggyback off of that in saying that it has helped me tremendously to know that I have a network of people. I've always said that if the zombie apocalypse ever happens, everybody just needs to go to the gym and meet there because those are all the people that I would want to fight the zombies alongside me for various reasons, because there are people that are good with their hands. There are people that are good with their brains there, you know, and we could all just do great things together. (laughs) But, but also I think it has helped outside of the gym as far as showing Parker how to see things through, even Mm. when it's hard. Um, Some of the things that we do in the gym are hard and it's a good example for him. I may not necessarily feel great about what's going to happen but I'm going to feel much better when it's done and just being able to relate to him in that way I think is helpful and as far as hurting you know only the aches and pains (laughs) Truth. that's pretty much it the two surgeries I had last year I don't know well yeah it's Cer- worth it. <laughs> certain certain things, you know, I don't spending a couple of weeks in a boot, you know, that was not fun for me, but it's temporary. It's temporary. It is temporary. Yeah. So I think that's a great segue into this next question. How important do you think a community is for success? So I'm gonna kick it down to Brooke because I feel like Charles and Vanessa mm-hmm. really covered this well, uh, even though that wasn't the direct question. I think it was part of the helping and it just ties in well. That community is important. So Brooke, would you speak to that for us? Yeah, absolutely. I community is everything. I mean, it's everything really for me. It's, it makes, it makes a huge difference. It's not, I don't go to the gym because of the workouts. Um, I go because of the people and, you know, Vanessa talked about all of the people that come in. There are such diversity, um, in the people that walk in and I learn something from everyone and um, that's important but like even today I didn't really want to work out today I didn't really want to come to the gym like I would have been happy to stay at home but I knew that there were people that were going to expect me to be there me yes <laughs> and you know and so then I was like well you know I can go and you know, whatever. And I was so glad that I did. Like after, after it was over, um, I was so glad that I did. And there are plenty of days like that. And I think sometimes maybe, maybe for people listening who haven't been consistent or struggle, they may, if they know us and are around us, they may see us and think, oh, you just love to do it. And you always feel like it. And you always want to be there and all that. And that's not true at all. I mean, like, seriously, this morning I did not want to come. And if couldn't I tell. could have. I, I couldn't tell that yeah. at all. <laughs> and if I had been able to come up with a good reason, I might have used it. But um, the community absolutely keeps me coming back. And so, yeah. I think that's a really good answer. And I, I think you speak to the importance of consistency because you don't have the community without showing up regularly. 
uh, you show up regularly, and so you beca- it becomes an expected thing, which actually benefits you, and mm. not just the community piece, but then all the other health ways. And so it's about showing up regularly, but then you have people expecting you, which helps you to have that discipline. And I think people don't give that enough credence mm-hmm. when they start an exercise program. I think they're thinking for a short-term gain, but they're not thinking with a vision in mind. And I'm not saying that you got started with a vision in mind, but I think if people were to see what it's become for you and what's actually going on inside of your head, that actually feel very encouraged that they haven't started yet. Yeah. That, that you could be a good resource for them to say, you know, I experience the benefits of this now, and now I see how it's all working together but it's by showing up regularly, consistently, that actually has now contributed to you, you having that community. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's for sure true. That's good stuff. Well, uh, do you guys want to weigh in, uh, you guys being Charles and Vanessa, on the community piece? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, just touching on today, and it is it is kind of funny that we're talking about this in light of today um, in two different ways. So, one, working out, and then two, coaching. So, I got to the gym this morning early. Um, because you and I work out early together on Saturdays, uh, along with some other people in the gym, but working out early, and, and I really didn't want to work out today. I mean, it was another, it was the same discussion that Brooke just had, that everybody goes, oh, you just want to work out all the time. I didn't want to work out. I picked up the empty barbell starting to warm up before you got there. I was like, oh, this feels horrible. I think it would just be better for me not to work out, and, you know, every excuse under the sun starts coming through my head, and had and I had community, um, for you to say, hey, you know, you're going to be fine, and it'll be all right, and we'll be okay, and we'll get going. And sure enough, everything was okay, <laughs> kind of. Um, I think I think that's my rule a lot of the times. It's going to be okay. Pro- probably a little bit more so than the cup's always half empty, which is me. Um, but, you know, th- that helped me, and, it, and I would not have probably worked out. I definitely wouldn't have worked out quite as hard as I did, um, and I'm still – trying to overcome some illness and some things that have happened to me with, with COVID and pneumonia. Um, but, uh, I definitely would not have worked out or had gone quite as diff- as hard as I did safely without knowing that there was somebody else, meaning you, who, who was my partner today, counting on me to pull my weight and work out. And that's part of what community is and not just in a workout sense, but just in general. Um, when you think about what it means to do life with other people or be in a community, um, people are counting on you and what part of what makes you continue to go is no to Brooks point to know that people are counting on me to be there. They're counting on me to show up in a good mood. They're counting on me to show up and do work. They're counting on me to, you know, whether it's at the gym or, or volunteering, you know, I think the same thing could be said, you know, we spend time early mornings sometimes <laughs> volunteering. Um, and right now it's cold and it's outside and it's, it's not very fun knowing that I've got to get up. But I know that if, if I don't go, people that are depending on me to help are going to not get as much done or get as much done as fast as they could if we were there helping out. And I know that my friends are also going to go, hey, I was counting on a seat, you know, to be around you to say hello because that's what we do because we're friends and you're not there either. And I know that that, that weighs through my head when the alarm clock goes off at 5 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, ugh, I don't want to get up. And the same thing could be said for the gym, right? Um, but having a community there is huge and, and immensely important for your success. And I think going back to the coaching thing, man, everybody got, it must just been today. Everybody got to the gym today and every, I'm not going to say everyone, but 
<laughs> the majority of the people in the gym, and Brian, you'd already left at that point, but the majority of the people in the gym looked like they didn't want to be there at all, like at all. And I know they were there for various reasons, and most of them were there probably for the same reasons that we just mm-hmm. went over. But by the time we were done, everybody was cutting up. Everybody was laughing. Everybody had a smile on their face, and everybody walked out of the gym going, okay, it's okay. But if I could have taken a picture just to have people line up <laughs> before, and after. before and after, like, wow, like what a difference that would have made. You know, I call that the pre-endorphin picture. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. The post-endorphin right. picture. And, and I said this incorrectly in a message I did recently. I referred to Elle Woods as Elle McPherson, which was a supermodel <laughs> during my era that I thought was hot. And <laughs> Who didn't? Elle, Elle Woods was the one that talked about endorphins and the movie Legally Blonde. So Brooke, Brooke uh, told me afterwards, I was like, I don't think I said that right. And she's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> I was like, I misspoke w- again. <laughs> it's okay. We all just giggled at you. That's right. Thank you. We knew who you meant. Yeah. The The only thing that I would add about community is if you're listening to this and and you're not involved in a functional fitness gym or a CrossFit gym of some sort, but you're maybe thinking about it, I would just encourage you to walk in the door. We didn't we our friendship has developed over time and our community has developed over time and but that doesn't mean that you can't become a part of a community like that very quickly even Mm -hmm. most of the the small gyms are very welcoming and just give it a shot you know put yourself out there walk in the door sometimes that's the hardest part and once you're there, you experience the benefits. We have friends. All four of us have friends at this table now that we would, would not have had had it not been for the gym. Yep, absolutely. I think we can all say that very safely. Yep. And that's something you miss out on if you don't put your to, to Vanessa's point, if you don't put yourself out there. And, and it's. And I know the same thing is true for people who are in run clubs yep, and that kind of thing, thing. too. Yeah. Just put yourself in a situation where there are people around you, where there's a community around you, mm-hmm. and make yourself available for that kind of community. I think it makes a huge difference. It's not like a middle school lunch table where <laughs> it might feel no, like that it, at it, first. It, it, does, it does. And what's funny is when you talk to people after they've been in that environment for a while and you talk to them about how they felt before they walked in, that's exactly mm-hmm. 100% how they felt. They felt like they were walking in mm-hmm. to that. I'm that kid with a tray in my hand. I don't know where to go because I don't have my people. Which table do I sit at? No one's welcoming me. And that's what they think. And I can assure you, not just our gym, but any, any, at least in our area, any small, I call them micro gyms, CrossFit gyms, functional fitness, yoga studios, anybody is going to welcome you with open arms and they don't care where you're at. They are just happy that you were there and yeah. they want to help you. I mean, I, I, in the communities that the majority of the, the gyms I've ever been in, and I've been in gyms across the country at this point, every single one of them that I've walked into had a community that I was like, wow, I would love to be part of this community at some point. We have a quote painted on the wall in our gym and on the back of some of our shirts. It says, it doesn't matter what brought you here. It just matters that you are here. Welcome home. And that's, I think, uh, an underlying theme in almost every small mm-hmm. gym. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really think one of the things you were saying jumped out to me is that we have to be intentionally outward facing for those who come in yeah because it's so easy to turn inward and and churches do it middle school 
lunch tables <laughs> do it. Uh, it. People just do it because they naturally they want that connection. They want that community so much that they forget that other people need it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we have to constantly remind each other when a new person comes in, what we have to remind each other, hey, this feels exposing and we need to make sure we're turning outward and, and going out of our way to help them feel comfortable because that can set you apart from a lot of the gyms that are out there. And I think, Charles, you're right, that most people are are open, mm-hmm. but I think they forget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Not at all. Well, I think that'd be a good transition to what we have next. Yeah, I think so, too. So do any of you guys ever struggle with thinking about exercise as punishment? Is exercise punishment? Because I've heard lots of people say, oh, well, I ate, like, garbage this weekend, so... I need to go, you know, work this off or maybe somebody feels bad about themselves so they um, work out extra hard. Maybe it's not an eating disorder or maybe it could be part of an eating disorder where people feel like they have to, um, I don't know, punish themselves for something that they've done or something that's happened to them or whatever. So what do you guys think about that? Personally, I think that all of the reasons that we work out, evading and counteracting and avoiding all of those things, is less a punishment than than being obese, or it's it's less of a punishment than having to take medication. It's less of a punishment than having arthritis that's crippling and makes you not want to get out of bed. I think it's much much less punishing. To work at. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that's well said. Brian, you looked like you were going to say something. I don't have anything else to say on that. I think she covered it very well. So for, for me, I think there's a couple things here. I think it's it, this are, it's a very slippery slope that you can get down and, and go to. I think dealing with clients and being in school, for what I'm going to school for, I think it's very easy to say, I'm going to work out extra hard today. And I maybe not as much in the world that we live in, but definitely, um, definitely in, in the world that I came out of, it is very, I hear it all the time that I'm going to run an extra mile. I'm going to run an extra five miles today so I can go have X, Y, Z at the restaurant or so I can go have another beer or so I can have a cookie or so like, and I think when you start thinking that way, it can become punishment. It can become a weird system that you're setting up for yourself that you really shouldn't be, um, where you're tying what you do and your behavior into your workout, and that is wrong. That is not how you want to approach exercise at all. And and I, I resisted this for such a long time, and it hasn't been until very recent that I've kind of adopted this mentality that when I hear someone say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work out you know, I, I, I wasn't able to work out all week, so I'm going to work out three times today. Like, they used to be very com- – like, it was very common. And I would just kind of laugh it off before. And now I'm just like, really? Do you think that's kind of how that's going to work? And do you really think that punishing yourself for not working out all week by doing three workouts in a row or going to run 10 miles and then going to the gym and then getting on your bike for 100 miles because you skipped everything and you're trying to get it done in one day is going to help you – you're missing the boat and that's not what exercise is supposed to be. Even if you're at the highest level, that is not what it's supposed to be. Um, and I think 
it's very easy to, to get into a mindset of saying, well, I'm overweight, so I'm going to bang myself up at the gym. And that's, that's my self-worth. Instead of saying, I, to Vanessa's point, I'm going to work out so I can be healthier. I'm going to work out because I enjoy it. I'm going to work out because the community. I'm going to work out because there are people that are counting on me. And it's a different mindset that we need to make sure people are not having. And if you're listening to this podcast going, wow, I've always thought about this like it was punishment. And I've always thought about, you know, going to walk a mile was going to be horrible for me. And now I'm going to punish myself for eating that piece of cake. So I'm going to go walk, even though it's miserable. Like you need to, you need to get some help and you need to get some help with people that can actually physically or mentally help you because that's not what exercise should be. And if that's your approach and your mental, um, mindset to, to exercise in general, you're looking at it backwards. And I think you need to to get with somebody that, that, that can help you fix that because it's just not how it should be. Yeah, and you know, I want to just tag this on. I feel like it needs to be said. I think it's easy to get into that mindset because um, a lot of health magazines, um, <laughs> the things that they put in there, I mean, I'm thinking of one in particular, and I don't know if that's still the case because I quit reading it because I started getting irritated. <laughs> But there was always a section like, if you ate this, this is how much you have to run to burn off those calories. Or if you ate this, this is how much biking it would take if you eat this. And so I think there is a lot out there in the health industry that can push a person toward a negative mindset about exercise and health in general um, just because it did. It was very... To me, it was presented in a way that was like, if you ate this donut, this is your punishment so yep. that you can, you know, get back to zero or whatever. So anyway. Yeah. I mean, just completely unhealthy and, and, and a horrible mindset to, to kind of go about, especially, you know, if you got someone, if you're listening and you, and you have that, you need to get some help. But it, like if, if you're listening and you're listening to, let's say, your 16-year-old daughter say those things like you need to pause and stop quickly and go okay we got to get this under control because that's going to lead to a lifelong problem that you do not want them to experience for so many reasons but just from the fact that they are missing out on the sheer joy of working out around people or working out for the right reasons that they're never going to be able to fix that because of the the mental negatives and the and the the way they're thinking about that now you you got to get that under control and it's not just 16 year old females it's 16 year old boys it's any it's any young person if you hear that coming out of your kids mouths you need to immediately like get with somebody that can fix that for you or get some help so you can fix it with your kid because that's not how exercise should be like and i can't be more passionate about that like it's one of those things that i would oh would love to just pop somebody in the head for you know what I mean like uh, but it's the same thing and and we're, I know we're not doing a nutrition podcast that's coming but you know it's the same thing for you know oh I eat a piece of pizza so now I've got to eat a salad for two days I'm like like what world do you live in and how is that going to be helpful for you well it probably would be but <laughs> but but that's not how you should approach that right you know what I mean like I'm not going to punish myself with salad especially if I don't like salad just because I ate a piece of pizza. That doesn't make any sense. Like in no world does that make sense, but we do it. I do think we get a little tied up and I know there's another question coming that I love, but I do think we get a little tied up into discipline and how that feels in relation to punishment. Um, 
but that's a little bit different. So, all right, well, let's go down that path now. How do faith and your personal values tie into working out in your mind? And if you guys have any any ideas that you want to share, feel free. Yeah, I'll start. I, I think from a value standpoint, this is based on my worldview. So I believe God created me uh, with a plan and a purpose. And so I think my life is a stewardship. Uh, I have one life. Man, that's kind of obvious, right? And I can only spend a minute once. I can only spend a day once. A week, it's gone. A year's gone. And I want to maximize the time. One of my favorite scriptures is in Psalm 912, where Moses writes to teach us to number our days so we'll gain a heart of wisdom. And so if I know working out on a regular basis, consistent basis, helps me to be more mentally strong, more emotionally strong, more spiritually strong, more physically strong. Why wouldn't I do that? And so I cannot separate all those things from my spiritual life. We are whole people. And the moment we try to start doing that, we live a lesser version. I can't help but think of Voldemort from Harry Potter. And I know we have some (laughs) Harry Potter fans out there. But I think he is a, a fantasy's view of a fragmented life. And God created you for so much more. And so I hope you hear that if you're struggling with that, because I know most people do, that you don't allow yourself to compartmentalize, but to see that all that discipline, whether it's with exercise or with your mental health or um, your spiritual health, it all works together. And so for me... That would be one aspect of that. And I, I could talk about one. Oh, oh, I will. I will talk about one other verse I really like from Scripture where Paul writes in Colossians 3.23, you know, basically whatever you do, uh, whether in word or deed, do it all to the glory of God. I mean, he is, he is communicating that every action is not, it means something. And it can be an act of worship. And I can eat as an act of worship. I can work out as an act of worship. I can work as an act of worship. I can spend time with my family as an act of worship. And so the moment we decide to say, well, that falls in that category over there, we push it out, we become fragmented, and we become a lesser version of who God created us to be. So that's my answer. So you're saying compartmentalizing my life is really bad? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps. So did my intensity dial up a little bit there? It, it did a little bit, but yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Okay. I think it's good. I have seen, um, you know, I've said it already today, just with the experience of physical activity and working out, um, boosting my confidence and all of that, but that's very much tied to my faith as well. It's not a, oh, look what I can do kind of thing. It's God continually shows me that there are things that are possible that I didn't know were possible before. And so again, not compartmentalized, that has opened up opportunities in other arenas as well. Like, oh, well, if it's possible for me to do this one thing over here, 
then there are all kinds of possibilities. It's endless what God can do when scripture talks about nothing being impossible with God. There are lots of possibilities that we, and and another scripture that just popped into my head, um, that God's able to do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. And I know it's not, you know, Paul's not talking about that in the context of exercise, but I think that we can shrink God down so small that we don't see possibilities that could happen. And I think if we are operating in the place of fear or we're operating in the place where um, we're punishing ourselves or we're not looking at all of those things, then we really can shrink our lives down to something that is far less than what it was intended to be. So I've seen my faith grow um, just as a result of doing things that are challenging that I didn't think that I could do before. So. I agree. I think confidence is a big part of it. And I think of Psalm 26 two, prove me, O Lord, and try me, test my heart and my mind. And interestingly enough, the my mind part of it is just as much for me. Because if I go into something at the gym with the attitude of, oh, I can't do this or whatever, then I just need to have faith. Maybe there's something God is trying to show me. Maybe there's something I need to be learning from my struggle with this experience. And and I need to be open to that. And then from a community aspect, you know, um, just my faith in God and my faith in people. <laughs> um, people at our gym constantly show up for one another. And, mm-hmm. and that is God working in all his various ways and the the um the verse that I thought of for that is actually our verse for this month uh with with dwell um in first Thessalonians 5 11 uh therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing almost like a carry on (laughs) you know (laughs) Carry on, Wayne. <laughs> Carry on, Garth. Carry on. Oh, we were done. <laughs> wow. Oh, now we pulled Kansas into this. Wow. You know, I think, and I'm sure we'll, we'll you know, faith and values. You know, going back to the punishment thing, my favorite verse, I have it tattooed on me, and I had it tattooed on me right when we opened the gym, but it's it's a verse that it had been on me for, for well before then. Um, through my journey, which we'll get into at some point in a later podcast. But, you know, Hebrews 12, 11, um, you know, discipline at the time isn't pleasant but painful, but later on there is a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. I think when you look at <clears throat> discipline in general, I think a lot of a lot of times as adults and kids, uh, as humans, right, we look at discipline as punishment. And for a lot of reasons, but we, you know, that's not, in Hebrews, that's not how it's written. It, it, it's written more as a father. You're going to discipline your kids, not because you're trying to punish them, but because you're trying to teach them, right? So I, I think when you, when you look at whether it be fitness, whether it be personal journey, whether it be serving in the community, whether it be you know stepping out and doing something not fun at work, whatever the case may be, w- when you take a step back, and do things that you know is the right thing to do 
and it may not be pleasant at the time, you're going to reap massive rewards um, because that's the way God set it up. If we're just faithful to that and understand that it's okay to suffer at the time and you may feel like it's punishment. Going to the gym today felt like punishment to me. It really did. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Waking up this morning, I was like, I don't want to go. It just wasn't fun. But that's something I needed to do because I, it's just part of my routine, and it's something that I owe to myself. It's something I owe to Brian to be there. It's it's something I owe to the people in the gym to say I'd done this workout or you know whatever the case may be. When I got done, I feel better. And the the harvest of righteousness and peace may not be immediate. In fact, most cases, it's not going to be immediate. Um, and I think that's one thing that we have to think about and have to take a step back when it comes to exercising and working out is understanding that you know, we all want the immediate gratification of I stepped out and I ran today and I feel fantastic. And that's great. In a lot of cases it happens, but in most cases it doesn't, you don't walk out and go run and come home and go, God, I feel like a million dollars. Most of the time you go out and go run, you come home and you're like, (laughs) I have blisters. (laughs) Things are horrible. Right. And it would be very easy to give up at that time, but there are countless examples and reasons why you shouldn't give up. Um, and understanding that it's you're not working out for the immediate, right? We always talk about it's not the immediate that, that you're working out for. Um, and it's it's long term. It's the eternal. It's so many other things that you can look at it as punishment if you want. And there are a lot of people that do. Or you can look at it as this is a way for me to grow myself. This is a way for me to be better for my family. This is a way for me to be better with God. This is a way for me to be better with my wife in any way that 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 shows up but there's so many things there that that you can just overlook if you just treat it as physical exercise and that's just not really to me when i started running the thing that i liked most about running and running is probably where my heart always will live just because it's always been there and it was been there since i was a little kid watching my parents run but one thing that i truly enjoyed about running and Brian touched on this at the beginning of the podcast, but is being out on the road by myself sometimes, not not all the time. I don't want to run by myself all the time, and I didn't enjoy that, but a lot of times I did. And it's because I could go out on the road. I could relax. I could decompress. I could talk to God. I could look at nature. I could, there were so, because I never ran with headphones, and I know some of you guys run with music, and that's great for you. I never did for a lot of reasons. I've never run with music. I don't run with earpods. I don't, or earpods or pods or what. <laughs> We had this discussion today. <laughs> I feel like such an old man right now, but I never did. Um, and it's because I could. He- I wanted to hear nature. I wanted to talk to God. I wanted to have that relationship and value, knowing that that was important. And when I came back, I was going to be better as a person, not because I ran or because I was out there, but because I experienced the world in, in a slow down, <laughs> just me and God situation. Um, and, and I didn't set out going, I'm going to have a conversation with God today. Like that's never how it worked, but it was always halfway through, let's say a, you know, 10 mile or 15 mile run. It's like my mind starts drifting and I'm having conversations that I didn't even know I was having. Like, Whoa, where did that come from? Like, wow. And I would get back and I would be like, Oh, okay. That was pretty neat. I didn't know that happened. Um, and I think that's that, that to me kind of frames up how exercising ties into my life. And you miss that if you look at it going back to the punishment thing is this punishment or I, you miss it if you look at it as oh, I'm just working out so I can be healthy. I'm just working out because I ate too much today or I'm just working out because of whatever. 
Like think of it as, you know, not compartmentalizing your life. And it is something that you have to do or you should want to do um, because it's honoring to God. It's honoring to you. It's honoring to your family. It's honoring to so many people. Um, I think y- you would find your life function much better, in my opinion. And I could be wrong. I mean, somebody could go, oh, that's not the case, and you wouldn't be better. But I know I'm a better husband, to Brian's point. I'm a better husband. I'm a better father. I'm a better friend. I'm a better everything when I work out. Um, and not for any other reason other than it's setting me in the right direction. We talk about this all the time that, you know, show me your friends and, or show, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, right? It's the same thing. If I wasn't working out, my future would not be the same as it is. It just wouldn't be. I know it, you know, and I, and I think those of you maybe that are listening that don't work out or don't have this, I mean, I can promise you that if you started working out even a little bit or walking, that your future would look different than what it looks like right now if you're not exercising. I know it would. You would be in a better place with your family. You'd be a better place with God. You'd be a better place with yourself, right? And I think that's something, you know, there's so many diseases, so many things you could stave off by exercising, even walking to Brian's point, 20, what was it, 22 minutes a day, right? 21.4 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) You can do 22, though. (laughs) But, I mean, I think there's so much there, and and I know I keep talking about this, and I feel like I'm on my soapbox, which is why I'm glad we're doing this episode from two, but man, just, just get off the couch, do something, find somebody, find a gym, you know, call me. I don't know, figure it out. Right. I, I don't know. You know what that just felt like? Call me. Maybe <laughs> he's got a song for everything. He does today. He does today. He? He's, you have no idea. <laughs> and we're going from Kansas to who is it? Demi Lovato. <laughs> no, no, no. Carly Rae Jepsen. Yes. Mm. I mean, Carly Rae Jepsen, doesn't everybody Jepsen? know who is that, that is? Is that right? Did I get no. that right? Is that who Carly that is? Ra- mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm with you. So I thought it was Demi Lovato. <laughs> I thought That's it was Demi Lovato. wonder. <laughs> All right, so I think it's... Or is a- she the girl put your records on, girl? <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused. Sorry. I thought Call Me Maybe was Demi Lovato. I don't know. We'll have to look it up. It'll be in the show notes later. I would bet you 1000 bucks. It is Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay, I don't want to bet because I am terrible <laughs> with names and titles and things like that. Also, I'm terrible. Also, the a thousand bucks could be an issue. Yes, as that could well. be a tremendous issue. As a matter of fact, I have great confidence. Okay, good, good for you. <laughs> I need you to clap for me. No, I'm just kidding. All right, so so hang on, Brian. So before Brian wraps us up, anything that anybody thinks we missed, I think that's important. I'm sure we've missed something, but I don't know what it is. And of course, I was like, "No, just wrap it up." Well, it would be it would be easy for me to find stuff, but I will say the one thing that kept jumping into my mind during this last segment is the example piece. Hmm. Is that, and and it was one of my ten reasons. One of the reasons I work out is to be an example for my family. You referenced our parents mm-hmm. and how they played a part in that being an example to my kids and to other people is important. And in the hurting part of it, I think some people think that we're judging them if they don't. And that's not the case at all. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the last thing I want to ever do. But unfortunately some people in their insecurity put that on other people. And as much as I want to say, I want to help them until you decide you're going to push through that and say, 
It's not about that anymore. It's about me taking a positive step to be a better version of myself. That's when you can have a breakthrough. Hmm. And I'm going to keep doing the next right thing in order to set that example. And I know that people have watched it and they followed it. And and are, there's going to be positive things coming out of that that we can't even see or we haven't even seen yet. And to me, that's very exciting. So Man, that would be the thing I would add. That's powerful that's stuff. Great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great stuff. I like it. All right. So I think that is a great place to land our time today. Thank you so much for listening to the F4 podcast. I want to say if you have followed us and you've liked our stuff, you've shared our stuff on social media this past week or past couple weeks, I want to say thank you. Um, You are helping, I think, get out a message that's very important. And we just appreciate you taking the time to do that. And if there's a question you have about exercise today or how do I get started, we want to help. Uh, We're not just doing this to talk about stuff. We want to put it into action and help you do the same. So feel free to message us on Instagram and we'll be glad to get back with you or send us an email and we'll help you take that next step in whatever way that is. And so thanks again for listening today and we look forward to seeing you next time on the F4 podcast.